Well, I've got the privilege of standing here just to have a little look at you all and to see who's actually come dressed up. Hmm. Yeah. Can't see that many dressing gowns. Just well, well, yeah. But I wasn't quite sure whether that was you were coming as a shepherd or whether you just got up late. Anyway, I hope that everybody this morning can feel part of the nativity uh, because we're all invited. We're all invited to be part of God's story. God's hope for the world, which was Jesus, was born for everybody. Nobody's left out, no one is excluded, no one is turned away. Jesus came for every single person. And if you only take away one thing from this morning, apart from the Queen rendition of the really good song, just remember that Jesus came for you to bring you real hope. So our letters, God's hope in Jesus is that he is the Christ, the Lord, he is the one and only Prince of Peace and Emmanuel. But we're just going to quickly explore what that really means. What, what does that really mean for us? How can that impact us this Christmas? Well, H, he is Christ the Lord. That's how the angel who appears to the shepherds, that's how the angel described God's hope. The angel of the Lord appeared to the shepherds and terrified them and amazed them all at the same time with the message that the Saviour had been born. And the message was, he is Christ the Lord. Christ is Greek for uh, anointed one. And the Hebrew word is Messiah. So you might hear both of those expressions uh, describing Jesus. So Jesus the Christ, Jesus the Messiah was born as a baby to demonstrate God's hope for the world. And God intended for everyone to come to see his chosen anointed one. And he starts that with the ordinary shepherds. So that's a message of hope for the shepherds and it's a message of hope for us. It's the message that God's hope was brought to life by the birth of Jesus. So that's the first letter, H. Second one, O. He is the one and only. That's how John describes God's hope. John was one of Jesus' disciples and spent three years following Jesus and learning from him along with the other 11 disciples. And the verse that we had read out, John 3 verse 16, has got to be probably, I would say, the most well-known verse from the Bible across the world, probably. And it's interesting because... It's not necessarily associated with the Christmas story, but it speaks of God's hope just in a nutshell, just in, that, just in that sentence. It tells us that God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son so that everybody who believes in him can have the hope of eternal life. So this is the message of God's hope through the life of Jesus. So that's your second letter, O. Third one, P, Prince of Peace. That's how Isaiah describes God's hope. Isaiah was a prophet and he wrote about Jesus probably about, I think it's 700 years even before Jesus was born. So I mean, that's quite amazing. And he tells the readers that a child will be born, a son will be given. 
So this is prophecy of Jesus, is God's, as Jesus, God's only son. Isaiah writes that the child will have royal titles like Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. This child that the prophet Isaiah speaks of is going to bring true justice and hope and peace to the whole world. No one before or since has ever promised to bring peace to the whole world. And we might feel like we're a long way off from that in today's world, but the promise of peace from the Prince of Peace is eternal and will never be broken. God keeps his promises. This is the message of God's hope foretold as a prophecy. Third letter, Prince of Peace for P. The last one, E, Emmanuel. That's how the angel who came to Joseph in a dream describes God's hope. Joseph, who was uh, to be married to Mary, Jesus' mother, encountered an angel of the Lord in a dream. Not only did the angel bring Joseph personal peace and hope, the angel spoke of true lasting hope using another prophecy from Isaiah, telling Joseph that the son to be born will be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. This wasn't the case of God wanting to rescue his people, so he sent somebody else to do the job. No, this was God coming himself to earth in human form to be with us. So this is the message of God's hope in the shape of God himself. So that's the last, the last letter, E, Emmanuel. So that might help us understand how Jesus is God's hope, but I still wonder what you're really hoping for this Christmas. I wonder if you're hoping for a house full of people and yet actually you might find yourself on your own. I wonder if you're hoping to spend some time on your own but actually you're going to end up with a house full. Are you hoping for lots of presents or lots of food, lots of mince pies, lots of television, lots of sleep? Or are you feeling hopeless this Christmas? A difficult year has passed, and there might be a difficult year to come, and you're low on hope fuel. You know, if hope is our fuel for life, are you running on empty? But God's hope is different to that. Whatever you hope for with God, you can be certain that it's God's intention for you to be blessed in so many amazing ways. He wants to give good things to his children, and he's already done that by giving us the gift of Jesus. God's intention is for us to experience real hope, real joy, real peace, real love. God sent his one and only son to give us that hope. It's a lasting hope, whether we're feeling hopeful or hopeless. All around us, the world leaders, including our own Prime Minister and other prominent speakers, they all make speeches, don't they, about hope and the future, and that can often make us feel more uncertain about both. But God's hope isn't like that either. God promised through uh, Jeremiah that his plan for his people wouldn't bring harm, but would bring a hope and a future. Our hope is bound by time. But God's hope runs forever. It spans from eternity, from the beginning of creation to the end of time. 
Jesus came to bring forgiveness, reconciliation, unity, love, ultimate peace. All the things that we long for in our own lives, in our families, in our communities, across the globe. This is the reason that Jesus was born. But there's so much going on. Sometimes the build-up to December the 25th can be, you know, really easy for us to forget the whole reason that we have Christmas in the first place. We can't actually hope to have the best Christmas ever unless we acknowledge Jesus as the actual hope of Christmas itself. All the presents, all the decorations, the parties, the carols, all the lovely things that we associate with Christmas, they are all the supporting acts to the main event. The main event is Jesus, and he came so that you and I can celebrate the greatest gift of love. Jesus came to bring you and I lasting peace and true hope, not just for Christmas Day, but for every single day. So how can this Christmas be different for you? How can it be different for me? Well, it's quite simple. You just have to look in the manger. You just have to acknowledge that the baby who came to earth came for you and for me, and he came to be our saviour. He didn't come to take all our worries away. Our lives will still encounter lots of ups and downs, but he did come to set us free from sin and to help us, and by the power of God's Holy Spirit, he can and he will help us every day. So I'll just ask you, this Christmas time, try and find time to acknowledge the baby in the manger and to remember the real hope that he brings. He is Christ the Lord. He is the one and only. He is the Prince of Peace and he is Emmanuel.